0: Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. I'll tell you, it's a beautiful evening out here at Farm Park. I'm just enjoying a stroll in the evening. I had a meeting that, well, it's the first meeting that I attended live. We quarantined. We did our social distancing in a pavilion in East Norton Township Park, which was great. So there was only a few of us on the committee, so we got to hang out and on separate tables and talk and it was just nice to be around people somewhere other than on a zoom conference so that was great that felt really good folks gives me hope <laughs> anyway i just got on here as usual to talk about jesus and this holy spirit and, well just to do and be what it is i am even though i'm really nothing at all I haven't been doing the disclaimer a lot lately, but I will give it today. I don't expect you to believe a word I say. I come on here for the kingdom within to help you think about what it is you're thinking about. And uh, not that I expect you to believe what it is I'm thinking about, but the fact that if you think about it, be to decide whether it has any validity, whatever it is I happen to say, because I just never know what it might be. Until I say it, friend, because I told you I don't get on here and talk about things that um, I think about in advance. I talk about things that the Holy Spirit leads me to think about. Because that's why I'm out here tonight. In fact, I wasn't even to get on here because I was just enjoying to be out here with the Holy Spirit between me and Him. But really, my only purpose is to... With him is to be for y'all in different ways. However it is he wants me to be for you is how it is I try to be for you. Because, well, I just am, even though I'm nothing at all. I just keep trying to follow this message of Jesus. I was on a support group call today. And we got to, I got to really enjoy a conversation about this message of Christ and what he said and other people's interpretation. And we kind of had a good talk about him. I'll tell you what, it's nice to talk to people that are open minded and uh, don't feel as though they have to be right. Because, well, we get to have a conversation. And even though we all think we're wrong, we just know that we're right. <laughs> so each of us come up with our. Own truths and share them with each other, and we get the opportunity to decide if that's the truth that we want. It's the one we want to have for ourselves. I tell you, I got the. T- I was telling them that the great thing about my truth now is that it's like a rock. See, friend, I can share it with people, and they can come against it, and I stand like a rock. It doesn't matter about other people's beliefs about my truth anymore. The only thing that is important is the truth I have about the truth I have. and Well, I've gotten to know that Jesus and this Holy Spirit has showed me enough of that message that I'm at peace now. I don't have the struggles and the challenges that I used to have because, well, the Holy Spirit's just showed me how to love thy neighbor as thyself and realize that it doesn't matter. He's showing me what I need to know in order to accomplish the tasks that he gives me in my life. Just like he'll give you what you need to accomplish the tasks in your life. And he'll pick a task if you'll pick it for him, and he'll pick it for you even though he picks nothing at all. That's a beautiful thing. He's picked a thing that I always wish I could have done, and it turns out I can do it, but I never thought I could. I get to do trainings now, friend, what I'm doing here on this podcast and on my YouTube channel where I talk about the kingdom within also, you know, it's not a whole lot different from what I do in my work life, except there I do trainings on mental health wellness, (laughs) which actually I learned through this thing called the Holy Spirit because it led me all right places to learn all the right things that I needed to talk to people and help people in ways that don't necessarily talk about Jesus. Because, well, not everybody's at that stage where they want to talk about Jesus. And though that's what I would love to talk about all the time, that's not the way my father has my life arranged at the moment. And therefore, when I'm at work, I have to be talking to people in a way they'll understand and there are times like today where I got with a group of people that are into my way of thinking and we're all talking about this thing of spirituality and our relationship with this thing we call God and I relate everything through Jesus and I told him I said I'm not trying to save you but understand that since everything i know i know through this message of jesus and that's how i interpret it's the only way i can talk about this thought of god is by talking about this jesus and this holy spirit because that's what the voice that i listen to is it doesn't matter whether anybody believes that or not friend you know what this voice tells me it tells me always forgive never judge love is the way Because that's what Jesus taught me. That's what Jesus' secret message was, friend. And it's a challenging thought to find. And it takes a while to find it. And you have to want it bad enough to find it. And friend, when you first start looking for it, it might not be what it is that you're looking to find. But this kingdom that he was talking about, it wasn't something you get in your death. It's something you get in your life. It's a choice a man makes, or a woman makes. Choice to put their father first, to get to know this firstborn son so well that they know that love and forgiveness is the truth about everything, and that there's no need to judge anything. But friend, when I'm in the world, and I'm dealing with the world, last night I was on there, and I was listening to a preacher And I'll tell you what, you know what I heard him talking about? I heard him talking about my father being angry and judging the world and all these people kind of being like my father's enemies and that my father's going to have vengeance. Friend, you never understood what Jesus said. Jesus told you to love thy neighbor as thyself. He told you to hang all the laws and the commandments and the prophets on only two commandments. And that one was like the other. So if it was like the other for you, wouldn't it be for him? Which child would you have him condemn? Which of your own children would you choose to condemn? Friend, the truth is far greater than the world can even handle. It was never meant for the world. It was meant for you. And it's only meant for you if you were meant for him. And you're only meant for him if you decided he was meant for you. Because it's a choice, friend. It's free will. But my father doesn't condemn for eternity. Now understand that Jesus had to make this sound that way. He had to keep that thought going friend because well you have to abide in the law for the fear of it if not for the love of it but I think you can see now friend that here in the nation I'm at the law has the law for the law's sake which is for men but as you see the law of man doesn't have a whole lot of value to it. It doesn't value the same things my father values. It values what men can get from each other instead of what it can give to each other. My father's law banned things like gambling. Well, because gambling hurts people. and When we allow it to happen, then it just is what it is, and I'm not saying that I'm angry, or my father's angry, or anyone ought to be angry about it, friend, but let me ask you, if it was your child or your parent that was addicted to gambling, would you want everybody else participating in the game, or to just get rid of the game altogether? Is that game, the fun of that game, is that worth your, your life, your children's lives, your parents' lives? You see, people look at what what it costs them, not what it costs others. And Anybody that knows that people get addicted to things, it's just not a good game thing. And I'm not talking against gambling, friend, because the truth of the matter is, I don't care whether you gamble or not, because I'm not here to tell you how to abide in the law. Biding in the law for the law's sakes, to abide for no point at all, except to keep you in line, so that those of us that choose to can rise in the spirit of the law. Because when you rise in the spirit of the law, you rise in the spirit of love. Because you rise in the spirit of love, well, you end up with this beautiful thing called love. Because the spirit of law is the spirit of love. However, the only way you'd really understand that at Such a great level would be as if you knew that Jesus. Because Jesus told you that He said, I don't come to give you the law, I come to teach you how to rise in the spirit of it. See that Moses, He set the law up so that He could prepare a place for Jesus to lay down the spirit of the law. A place where Jesus could teach you and tell you what you need to hear in order to accomplish the task that is your purpose. And your purpose is my Father's purpose, and my Father's purpose is your purpose. And he chose your purpose even if you didn't choose his. But at the end of the day, when you don't choose his, he has to choose yours even when he doesn't want to choose it for himself. Because, friend, he told you that to be the greatest in the kingdom you not only have to be a servant servant but he told you outright that you had to be a slave doll meaning that you had to do everything everybody's will my father's will is your will friend you couldn't do a thing if my father didn't will it for you you just don't understand exactly how great my father is and how nothing we are when jesus told you of myself i am nothing my father doeth the works he was being far more literal than what you'll ever even understand. For I tell you, my Father is in all things, and all things are in Him. In the beginning there was only God, friend, and I'm telling you the only thing there still is, is only God. Except how could you understand that, because you look around and say, where's God? I see Him nowhere, but I see everything instead. Yet I tell you, and everything is He. He is in all things, and all things are in Him. Jesus told you that in a secret way. He said, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And then he told you to hang all the laws and the prophets on only two commandments and that one was like the other. That love thy Father with all thy heart, mind, and soul was like loving thy neighbor as thyself. And you can go look at that now, friend. Go buy a Bible with what Jesus said and read. And there, you might not find it in one book, you'll find it in another, and don't ask me to find it for you. You go get a book with what Jesus said and read, and you start figuring out what Jesus said. Because if Jesus is your Savior, then you let him save you. Because, friend, he lied, or he didn't. You tell me. See, they give you that John 3.16, which, if you read that for itself, it's a load of crap. But if you read everything he said, then you'll understand it. Yet even though you'll understand it, you'll understand nothing. Even his message alone is a contradiction in terms. He asked you to forgive others their debts, that when they condemn you to turn the other cheek, yet you tell me my father says that he's going to condemn his children to deny him, that he's going to send them to eternal hell. Why would my father ask... For us to give more forgiveness than he's even capable of himself. Why can't you all put some logic to the truth of love and the love of truth? Stop letting other people tell you what Jesus said and start figuring out for yourself. Don't figure Moses out. Don't figure Paul out. Figure out Jesus, the message of the Christ. If he's your savior, then let him save you. There's just nothing else that you need to know outside of that Jesus you get down with that message and you'll find something because if you believe that he was your savior and that every that he his words were the breath of God then you better listen to God breathe because friend people have been leading many a person astray and they have been gorging themselves on the fruit including me friend I am not here to tell you I'm not guilty. I'm telling you, I'm guilty all the while. I'm the prodigal son. I'm ashamed of myself and I shouldn't even be talking. But here's what Jesus told you Jesus said that he that wants to live has to become willing to die. And I became willing to die and therefore he became willing to let me live. And now I have my life. But part of having my life is him having my death, and therefore I can't keep it from myself, but I have to give it to him to do with it as he will. That doesn't mean he's going to do anything with it. That's up to him. The death he showed me was a gift. It's one to let all others go. It's not that I want to go to that one, friend, but if I'm willing to go to that, what can you do to me that he wouldn't be willing to do to me for you? Yet he would not do that to his son unless he needed it for a purpose. And therefore, it is what it is. If that's what he needs, then that's what I'll give. Yet I don't need to give anything except for this message right now. That's it. I don't have to worry about what comes down the pike, friend. When I start looking into the future and thinking about that, that's when I get afraid. I have to be like Jesus was with that peter when peter said lord you can't go to that death and jesus said get away from me Satan," he was saying get away from me fear so if i don't go looking into the future that thought of fear can't get me dwelling on things that have no meaning or purpose until the moment they have meaning and purpose and at that moment that is the moment the holy spirit will get me through to the next moment whatever that moment needs to be Because I promise you, I do not believe I'm capable of doing anything that I'm doing. Yet, I seem to be capable of it because I'm doing it all the while. Yet, it's not me doing it. It's my Father doing it for me. Because the Holy Spirit has given me courage beyond my own. Because, friend, I am a coward. I would not be out here talking about the truth the love and the love of truth afraid someone might actually... Get angry with me about it. Friend, I've found myself lately put in positions where I had to stand with my truth in front of people that I normally wouldn't have stood my ground with my truth in front of. My father did that to show me that I can, even though I don't want to. But Jesus told you, if you deny me before... Men, that I'll def- deny you before my Father. And now I've received that Holy Spirit. If I deny that I've received the Holy Spirit, then He'll deny me before my Father. Yet, is not the Holy Spirit the voice of my Father? And therefore, when I speak to the Holy Spirit, do I not speak to my Father? Yet is the Holy Spirit, the Son, or the three one? Does it matter if you talk to one or you're talking to the other? Is it irrelevant? Is there any relevance to any of it? Even though there's relevance to all of it? Friend, this truth is so deep. Yet so shallow all at the same time. There is no truth, except God is, and because God is, we are, and because we are, we are what we choose to be. Yet, what we choose, every action has a consequence. And we get to choose whether we're up to having consequences, or if we choose to love thy neighbor as thyself. But don't think that Jesus didn't mean that at the end of the age his disciples were going to owe twice the debt. If you didn't hear Jesus say that, now's a good time for you to go read that, friend. Because I'll tell you, these people deceived you. They told you that what Jesus said had no meaning. They said he was a liar and that all of this stuff has no meaning, friend. Church after church tells you that if you believe in Jesus and It doesn't matter whether you um, abide in the law or not or what Jesus said that you can just believe that he died on the cross for you and receive your life. That isn't what Jesus said. Friend, you better go look at what Jesus said. Jesus, I just literally read it this morning again. Jesus talked about building a house that fell because you built it on sandy soil when the rains came and the storms came and the house fell down. Well, friend, it's the same thing about those parables where the seeds died. He never talked about the seeds uh, just stopped growing. He said the seeds died. They got choked out. They died. I want you to understand that the kingdom you were supposed to be seeking, you were supposed to be seeking in your life, not in your death. And in that message of Jesus is that message. But each man has had a choice. And the choice that he makes is the one he has. And if you don't know Jesus, well then this might be a great time to get to know him. And I know that you don't want to know him because of many people being hypocritical and all these people... Proclaiming to be teachers of God and then getting caught doing horrible things. Friend, forgive them for they know not what they do. They didn't hear what Jesus said. They don't know my brother, the firstborn. They still think he's the only son of God. They were deceived. Look on the first page of Revelations. I say it over and over. He is the only begotten son, the only one born of the Spirit. However, he's the firstborn from the dead which means the firstborn son, not the only. And therefore, if you do what he asks, you will receive your life, and because you receive it, you will have it to give. And then if you give it, it will be yours. Your name will be written into the book of life. You don't have to give your death, you have to give your life. Yet Jesus told you, if you wanted to be written into the book of eternity, why would you be so concerned about how long you're going to live here? What does it matter? Would you trade your eternal soul? And what Jesus asked you, would you have trade your eternal soul if he didn't mean that you would? You see, religion has turned Jesus' message into... a convenience of believing his death receive your life and that's just not the truth so I'm telling you friend I'm asking you to go buy a book a Bible with what Jesus said and read and start reading parables if you're not going to do it for your sake do it for your children's sake let us see that the darkness is coming because Jesus predicted it because we would do exactly what we did that each of us would be more concerned about the fruit we're eating than we are about what it is we give to others. And though that's not true about everyone, it's true about enough of people that, well, group conscience makes group rule, friend. And when the majority of people are selfish, then that's the price we pay. We pay it because, well, we have to. And we have to because we refuse to do anything else. Because the choice we make is the one we have, and the one we have is the one we make. But I'm telling you that you can change your mind right now and choose again. And that's what I'm asking. I'm not saying that we're going to stop the darkness from coming, friend. I'm saying let's bring the light for a while longer. If my father's a farmer and he's farming a crop of love the love of christ then when the love of christ peaks then it's time to harvest friend i don't know about you but i don't want to see anybody go through suffering i've been in the trenches i love my brother my neighbor my mother my father my enemy because i don't have an enemy friend i only have people that i haven't come to find the reason to love yet and i know that One thing in my life I've discovered, even the darkest have the light in them. And if those of us of the light would become willing to give it so they could receive it, they too would end up finding the light. But we don't want to believe that because that means we'd have to do something about it and that that the real evil in men is the selfishness that we possess. But I can't prove that to you any more than Jesus could. Well, you either do what he said or you won't. But know that he said, he said, loving those that love you, that's easy. Even the sinners and tax collectors do that. But if you're of the Christ, then that means you were supposed to love everyone. You were supposed to forgive them for they know not what they do. give to another what it is you'd seek for yourself and when you did that you'd be doing that in soup kitchens in prisons ministering to those in prison in toggeries, getting people clothes all kinds of different ways of loving thy neighbor as thyself there's a million different ways you can do it for the father and a million different ways the father can do it for you But if you believe in him, he will give you what it is you need in order to overcome, to find this thing that is greater than what the world can give you. Because the Father's love is beyond explanation. Words can't even describe the love of Christ, the love of the Father. You have to get to know one to get to know the other. And when you get to know the one, then you'll come to know the other. But unless you really got to know that Jesus by what he said, by doing what he asked, then you don't know the Son and therefore you still don't know the Father. You still think the Father's angry because, well, that's what he had to do. He had to leave you with that aspect so that some could rise in the spirit of the law while Others just maintained it. So the question is, do you want my Father's kingdom? The hour is late, my friend. Have you trimmed your lamp? Do you have enough oil to endure through the darkness? These are the questions you might want to ask yourself. You might want to read this Jesus. Because if you can't find the light when the light is bright... And give it to others when the light is bright. How are you going to do it when the dark, when the light is gone and the darkness comes? And please tell me that you don't think that that's not going to happen after everything Jesus said. Because, friend, he told us that if we did what he asked, we wouldn't have to ride through it. But here's the truth. Even if he makes me ride through it, I just want to do it and be able to turn the other cheek and let love be the way until my dying day. Not that I want that, but if it's what I have to do, then my Father's will must be done. Well, friend, it's 29 minutes, you know this thing shuts off after 30 minutes, so that's why they're always under 30 minutes. Just know that I love you because my father loves you, and because my father loves you, well, you're worth loving. And I've met enough of you, even those of you that I thought were evil, to discover that we all turn. We all turn to the light when people of the light will shine the light upon us. So, friend, I just hope to see you in the trenches out here helping people help people. All right, my friend. Well, may God bless you and yours.